Welcome to Kirkliston Parish Church Reflection today. I'm Marian Donald, part of the team preparing these Sunday Reflections. We're very pleased to have you joining with us today. Today is the third Sunday in Advent and our theme is love. Today is also special for our church as, after 15 months in vacancy, our new minister, the Reverend Eric Dutoy, will be inducted into this charge this afternoon. We are so delighted to welcome Eric and his wife Suzanne and pray blessings on them at the start of this new season for them. So how are your Christmas preparations going? Is the tree up? Are the cards written? Is the gift list ready? Have you looked out the Christmas jumpers? I have. Or are you having a more laid-back preparation time this year? Let's face it, everything is a bit different and it's been a time when many of us have had to rethink our plans and priorities. I was so looking forward to having my granddaughter help me to decorate the tree and the house as we planned, but we're in different tiers, so that can't happen now. Folks who have planned to travel to family and friends to celebrate Christmas together have had to settle for something nearer home. Over 2000 years ago, the reverse was the case. Mary and Joseph, expecting their first child, had to up sticks from Nazareth and travel all the way to Bethlehem, to Joseph's hometown, because Caesar Augustus had decided a census should be taken throughout the whole of the Roman Empire. This, of course, also ensured that Jesus was born in the city of David, and he was of the line of David. Our familiarity with the Christmas story can perhaps blind us to what a world-changing and life-transforming event it was. Christmas is so much more than a family celebration or a retail event. It's about the entry of the almighty, eternal God into human history on an astonishing rescue mission. It's about a gift a million times greater than the most opulent present. It's about love on a scale we can barely imagine or comprehend. It's about Jesus. How does the story translate from the Bible to our everyday lives? God comes to us and for us. You know, in our everyday lives, we always seem to strive for more. Better qualifications, better living standards, a better job, a bigger house, a bigger car and so forth. We live in a materialistic society, always striving for more, more and more. Actually, if Jesus had held our views on promotion and advancement, we would never have had the nativity, the incarnation. God doesn't move up. He moves down with love. Contrast what Jesus left in heaven and what he came to. Gold, precious jewels, pure water, abundance of food, celebration. These descriptions are all found in scripture, especially in the book of Revelation. And what did he come to? He came to abject poverty, starting off life as a refugee in Egypt until Herod had died and it was safe for the family to return to Nazareth. Joseph was a carpenter and that was the trade that Jesus learned. He experienced so much of what many displaced people experience still today. 
Jesus came not as king, but as servant. He emptied himself of everything that was rightfully his, except for love. The theological term is kenosis, self-emptying. Although he was God, Jesus became fully, fully emptied of all but his love for the world, a love that would eventually lead him to the cross. God gave his son, and his son came willingly. John 3 and 16 is one of the best known passages in the Bible. Most of us can recite it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever will believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Let me read it to you from the message translation. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Isn't that amazing? God is love. There has never been a time when God didn't exist. Therefore, there has never been a time when love didn't exist. If we go to the very first words recorded in Scripture, in Genesis, we read, In the beginning, God. We can read for that. In the beginning, love. Love has always existed. God's love, which is pure and unconditional, there from the before the beginning of the world he created. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17 and verse 24, Jesus prayed this, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory you have given me because you have loved me before the creation of the world. And just before that, in verse 23, he says that you sent me and loved them, that's us, in the same way you've loved me. And that line is from the message translation. You know, before I started thinking about this reflection, I went to the concordance at the back of my Bible to see how many times the word love, loving or loved appeared in scripture. I gave up when I got to 600 with many more still to count. That's how important God's love is. First John chapter four tells us quite clearly that if we don't love, then we can't know God. Jesus came to pay the price for our sinful rebellion against God, but which still didn't stop God from loving us. God wants us to have a relationship with him. He loves us and he wants us to love him and also to love everybody else with Christian love. The two most important commandments, as Jesus said, is the real reason we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Jesus is most definitely the reason for the season. The love that began in the heavenly realm came down to earth in Jesus. And it's a love quite different from that which we read in greetings cards or see on reality TV or when I, we say, I love that sweater or that film or that book or that meal. We've seen that love in action 
in many different ways throughout this pandemic year, with folks going out of their way to help others who are struggling for one reason or another. Maybe you've seen it or even experienced it in your own community. I know I have. True love is selfless love in action. Jesus demonstrated that perfectly. This is the true gift of Christmas. Corrie Tembun, a beautiful Christian lady and a Holocaust survivor, said this. Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is his only son. The only requirement is to believe in him. Will you receive the gift of God's love today? Be very blessed this Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the birth of that tiny baby in the stable. We thank you for the story that was to unfold and through his life, through all that he experienced that meant he could relate as a human with all that we experience. And Lord, we know that for some people, it's difficult to accept love, perhaps because they've never known the real love that only you can show. So I just pray, Lord, for all those that are listening today, that they will know your special, amazing, faithful and unconditional love, a love that never changes, a love that will never leave us or forsake us, a love that is present for us and the most important present for us every day. Amen. Have a happy Christmas.